We're fixing to have us a good day. Dude, it finally happened. Zach yes. Michael here with you, Block on Auburn. Uh, today's show brought to you by uh, by Fetch Me Home Delivery. More on them in just a moment. But today's show, we're talking with Alex Wolf of Locked On Knicks because we've been waiting for this day for so, so long. Yes, we have. And I'm pumped. And Alex was awesome. Yeah, Alex is a, is, is a stud. He does a great job covering the Knicks. But yeah, Jared Harper is now an NBA player. He has signed a two-way deal with the New York Knicks. This uh, this broke yesterday uh, yesterday afternoon, shortly after the pod went up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk about this. So he'll give us the roster breakdown, and we'll talk with him too. Uh, we recorded it as a, a way it could air on Locked on Auburn and Locked on Knicks. So if the, the format's a little wonky, that's, that's why mm-hmm. with us kind of asking each other questions. But... Uh, he'll introduce it in just a moment. Want to give some love uh, since we're excited. We're always excited to talk about our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. It's it's the weekend, and they do such a good job taking care of the folks in the Auburn and Opelika area. And so if you uh, if you are chilling on a Saturday night or even tonight on Friday as this goes up, and and you don't want to leave your house, you don't have to. Or if you're in a state where you don't, you shouldn't leave your house, they'll take care of you. So Fetch Me twenty for your first delivery free, or you can use uh, two five off twenty five off for twenty five percent. Off of your order, that's at FetchMeLiver.com in the free Fetch Me app. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so a little collab here, a little Locked On Network collab. Alex Wolf here from Locked On Knicks. I'm here with Michael Pappas and Zach Blackerby of Locked on Auburn. And guys, uh, I'm really excited that you reached out to me. Like, full disclosure, you guys reached out to me. You were way ahead of the curve uh, to talk about Jared Harper because I think that all the all the Knicks fans are pretty excited about this move, even if we were kind of sure. sad to see Kadeem Allen go as a result because uh, a lot of us kind of developed a cult following for him. But uh yeah, I mean, tell me a little bit about, like, Harper, as far as the, I was just saying right before we started recording, like, it seems like the lore around him in Auburn is pretty legit, like, because of that Final Four appearance and everything. Yeah, I'm, if you guys like players that have a sort of cult following, <laughs> you will love Jared, Jared Harper. Jared Harper is perfect for you, absolutely. I mean, this guy is, um, I mean, he's been electric since day one, and it's kind of interesting. I mean, let's just start kind of his, his his time at Auburn. He was part of this 2016 signing class, which Bruce Pearl kind of you know changed the culture at Auburn, and they finally got a five star guy. It was like the first time in years a guy named Mustafa Heron, and they got a high four star caliber guy named Austin Wiley. But all Bruce Pearl could talk about was this three star kid, Jared Harper, that no one had really ever heard of until you know a few months prior when Auburn started recruiting him. And all he could talk about was Jared Harper, Jared Harper. And people were like, well, you got a five-star Mustafa Heron. He's like, yeah, but Jared Harper's going to be worth the price of admission. And that kind of became this thing that Auburn basketball did whenever Jared Harper would do something. They would say, like, well, he's worth the price of admission. And, <laughs> you know, he'd, uh, he, he kind of started playing. And as a freshman, he just kind of 
throw up a shot from the logo at half court, and he'd always make it. And it happened like every single game. And Auburn fans just flocked to this guy. I mean, he is a gamer, and he's, uh, I mean, yeah, I think Michael said it really well. If if you guys uh, want a cult following type player, uh, Jared Harper's the guy. I mean, he's just so electric. He's so exciting. He's a, he's a highlight waiting to happen. Well, you know, I don't know if you guys have any info on Knicks fans or the Knicks in general, but uh, cult following is sort of what we do here uh, because, <laughs> you know, we've we've been bad for so long, I think, as a as a franchise that we just sort of flock to any young player that is likable, that has some promise and uh, seems like someone that we could really get behind. Case in point, Frank Nilakina. Um, even Kadeem Allen, who I just mentioned, uh, Mitchell Robinson. I mean, any guy, any guy that's young and shows some promise on this team, the fans are going to go nuts for. So it, I'm, I'm sure Harper is probably going to come in and, and my, okay. So I'll let you guys in on like what I think the understanding of this is for me. Right. Okay. So Kadeem Allen had been a two way player with the Knicks for two years. Uh, he already had one year of NBA experience before that. So he's effectively aged out of like the two way program now at this point uh so the they weren't going to be able to re-sign him to a two-way deal again and now the next season is effectively over so in this case it made sense for them to cut Kadeem Allen uh all they're losing out on in his, is his restricted free agent rights but I don't see him being a super high level free agent the teams are going to be you know flocking to pay any more than the veterans minimum to so I think the Knicks should be safe there if they want to bring him back and then they pick up Harper who only was on a one-year two-way deal, but now they've essentially acquired his rights. Uh, he is not signed officially for next season yet with the Knicks, but he is going to be a restricted free agent for them. Uh, and presumably, you know, Harper didn't really do too much in the actual NBA this year, so presumably the Knicks would be able to sign him to another two-way deal going into this coming season. Uh, it's my understanding probably, and I mean, it's... It's all guesswork right now, but they had another player uh, named Lamar Peters, who is an undrafted free agent this past year, who was really killing it for them with the Westchester Knicks, their G League affiliate. I'm thinking that there's maybe going to be like a competition at camp between Peters and Harper right. for this final two-way deal because they already have Kenny Wooten signed uh, to a their other two-way spot, and he's sort of a, uh, a big that is very similar to Mitchell Robinson. They're like star stud, you know, young big man sure. that I think they want to potentially have as a backup for him. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much where we're at at this point. So based off what you guys are saying about competitive fire and all that, I, I think we're probably in for a fun camp with uh, Harper there to, you know, compete for this other spot. Right. right. Originally, when I saw this news, um, I was really pumped as a Jared Harper fan and an Auburn fan, but I was even more excited uh, for the Knicks because Jared Harper is obviously so good in tournament situations. And then I remembered that the Knicks were not going to be in the bubble, and it was a pretty <laughs> crushing blow. Not going to lie to you. I was I was upset. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks are very far out of the bubble. It <laughs> <laughs> was never going to happen. They were just not good enough for it, but... You know, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> but tell me, I mean, can you guys tell me a little bit about his game? Because I do remember yeah. the Knicks had a a late second round pick last year. And I do remember Harper being one of the people that I had looked at. Uh, you know, that he's, he's bouncy, he's undersized, but he has a plus wingspan. So that helps him on defense. He just 
goes hard on both sides of the ball, it seems like, is a good scorer, but also a willing distributor, seems like to me. I mean, tell right. me a little bit about his game so that Knicks fans know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he sees the court extremely well. Uh, you know, there, there's stories about, you know, how Bruce Pearl had to tell him to quit talking when he was asking, you know, play-related questions and scheme-related questions because he'd answer them all super quick. He wanted to give other people on the team, you know, a chance to answer so that, you know, he could make sure the whole team kind of knew what the plays were. So, I mean, he, he's really in tune with you know, what all 10 guys on the court are trying to do. As far as his outside game, I mean, if you Google Jared Harper, there's going to be YouTube videos that come up of all the ridiculously long-range shots that he's done, and a lot of them in clutch situations as he kind of carried Auburn to a Final Four uh, appearance his junior year and won the SEC tournament. And he, a large part of it is because of what he was able to do late in basketball games. As far as him attacking the rim, he's uh, he's able to do it. He's fearless. I mean, he would he went and tried to uh, to dunk on Zion, uh, you know, uh, the start of his junior year when when Auburn was taking on Duke in the Maui Invitational and I mean, th- this is a guy that can do it all and he'll he'll drive and and dish it out and I I think he can kind of do all three things. I mean, the big thing is just his height. Yeah, the defense part it's tough for him I think because of his stature, uh, not uh, is he six foot? Maybe just under. Uh, he's not six foot. Okay, yeah. And, he may be listed as six foot. He is not six foot. And, and so I yeah, just, I think he's listed. I think he's listed. At least I saw yesterday, five uh, eleven with a six six wingspan. Yeah, I'm not five eleven, and I've stood next to him, and I'm taller than him. So take that for <laughs> what it's worth. So I, I think that that's obviously a problem defending bigger guards, but. Like you said, that wingspan, one of the things that I was always impressed with when he was at Auburn was his ability to force turnovers or be disruptive, um, even going against bigger guards. Uh, He's got very quick hands, and he reads passing lanes really well. And kind of an underrated thing that I was always impressed with with Jared Harper is I feel like he's really good at getting his shots blocked out of bounds, if that makes sense. Um, obviously mm-hmm. being undersized, you have to, you know, you learn rather quickly when you go in the lane, a lot of times there are guys in there who are a foot taller than you are and are just going to block your shot. And I thought he was good at, you know, I guess tossing the ball up in a way that gets the shot blocked out of bounds. So that the team keeps possession instead of it being a, a fast break the other way or, or getting caught in the air. Like Anthony Davis used to do a whole bunch at Kentucky. Uh, and I, I know that that's kind of a weird thing to to be impressed by because either way you're getting your shot blocked, but at, at least his at least Auburn was keeping the ball. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and this is a guy that I mean, he he would play 38 minutes mm-hmm. consistently. I mean, Auburn didn't really have a backup for him, and then when they did, they'd be so bad defensively that they'd have to put him back on. And so, I mean, this is a guy that's used to kind of shouldering that load. Obviously, it's a big step from you know what he did at Auburn to to what he's going to have to do with with the Knicks next season. But, I mean, Auburn fans are following closely what he was able to do with the G League when he was with the Suns. And, I mean, he was consistently, I mean, just kind of looking at it. I mean, he was consistently the best player, or at least the best scorer on the court. And I think he held his own defensively at the G League. So I think this is kind of that next natural step for him. And hopefully uh, hopefully the Knicks uh, kind of find a good role for him. Yeah, he definitely kicked a lot of ass in the G League this yeah, year. Yeah, he was I good. I mean, he, yeah. he was... I think I saw top seven in scoring, if I'm not mistaken, at, at just over 20 points per game and uh, finished with over five assists per game as well. So he's definitely he's de- I, I think he's got that sort of it factor that the Knicks have been looking for. The Knicks like 
Uh, we have some guards that have shown some promise. Like Frank Nilakina, I mentioned already, has been a fan favorite. Or uh, he, uh, he's very polarizing, I should say. Some people love him to death. Other people want him dead. I mean, I don't know. It's it's like a <laughs> it's a whole thing that like half of Knicks fans love Frank Nilakina. The other half think that he's never going to figure it out on offense. But that's the big thing is that. Nilakina is a fantastic defensive guard that has struggled to put it together on offense so far. Um, it, fitting in the mold of of what the Knicks probably hoped for Harper to be was Dennis Smith Jr., who came to the Knicks and, and showed some promise, but then this past year seemed to have regressed to the point of, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but like barely looking like an NBA player at times this year. Um, but he, he sort of fit that archetype of, the type of player that the Knicks old front office. And I think their one remaining front office member, Scott Perry likes, which is a athletic guard that can penetrate and create for others that way. Um, that's good at getting to the rim and, you know, is, is crafty on the court. And Dennis Smith was that for a little bit. And then again, just sort of through various circumstances, he had a little personal tragedy at the beginning of the year with his stepmother dying and then came back and got kind of buried in the rotation. And his jumper is just devolved into something grotesque um, where he's tried to rework it so many times that now he has this like horrible hitch and can't make it. So I, I think that maybe by making this move, the Knicks are hoping to find sort of a diamond in the rough with Harper that can fill that that same role of like a scoring guard that looks to distribute maybe has some issues defensively, but at least in the case of Harper, it sounds like he tries 100% of the time, which is more than you can say for plenty of guys that have passed through the Knicks program uh, the last number of years. I am curious though, guys, I mean, I know obviously as, as fans of, you know, Auburn and of Harper's, it's easy to talk about the positives, but what do you think are some of the biggest roadblocks for him in the NBA? Obviously height, being probably number one because he's you know as you guys said coming in definitely under six feet tall for me while he was at Auburn it was always shot selection uh, which was even more frustrating because a lot of times he would make the shots uh, but <laughs> it, it seemed like a lot of times they they'd bring the ball up the floor and he would kind of do the the stand and dribble as if they were going to set up an offense and then it'd be like like a step over like he'd take one dribble to his left and, and shoot a 35-foot three-pointer. and With 20 seconds left in the shot clock, and then it's like, oh, he made it. Yeah, and it, yeah, the kind of <laughs> shots where you're like, what are you? Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, and Bruce Pearl would talk about it. Like, it's hard to coach him because it's like, hey, you want to tell him as a coach, hey, don't do that. But he's like, when he keeps making it, it's like, I'm not going to tell him to, to stop it. And so, so that was always kind of this weird, funny dynamic that kind of became a – normal i guess post game routine mm -hmm. that he would always do <laughs> i mean i'll leave uh i'll leave defense completely out of this question because it seems like harper's much better but do you see maybe a little bit of uh isaiah thomas in his game as far as offense where he's smaller but still able to create and find his shot against much bigger defenders in the nba yeah a little bit uh we did not see like any mid range at all. Uh, it's either like he, he's shooting three pointers, whether open or contested or he's at the rim. Um, I guess another weakness would be that it seems like a, 
a, a larger than normal percentage of the time he is getting shots blocked. Um, I wasn't positive how his game was going to translate to the next level because mainly his size and, and the tendency to get shots blocked. But obviously he, he was very impressive in the G League and whether that was, you know, he's trying to force stuff less or the spacing is better. And so he was uh, able to uh, get better lanes. I mean, he is lightning quick. That The, the first step from the three-point line or from midcourt it is just electric, and, and him with the ball in the open floor is a, a, a terrifying thing for defenses, for sure. We'll continue our conversation with Alex Wolf of Locked On Knicks in just a moment. You know who we haven't given some love to in a bit? Who? Shady Rays. Oh, I love my Shady Rays. Yes, well, I love our. Uh, I love mine as well. And uh, we need to give another pair away. We'll give another pair away in July. We'll think of a way to uh, to do that. So. Uh, thank you so much to Shady Rays for sponsoring this show. And the best pair of sunglasses I've ever had. And if you order them and you lose them, they will replace them for you for forever. So this, in theory, could be the last pair of sunglasses you ever have to buy. And they're not even that expensive. No, they're not at all. I think it's very reasonably priced, and especially with the warranty that you get, uh, I, I highly recommend checking out Shady Rays. So ShadyRays.com, use promo code Auburn for 25% off your order. ShadyRays.com, use promo code Auburn at checkout. For 25% off your order. To your point about the mid-range game, too, I think it's difficult for guys that size to have much of a mid-range game anyway because there's so much less like margin for error of getting your shot off. So unless you have like a like a, a insane vertical on just your regular old jumper, you know, it's hard to get the elevation necessary to put up shots in close quarters like that. So I, I could definitely see where he, he trends more towards just get, getting to the rim with that quickness or... Uh, you know, opting for the three-pointer where he's got a little more space on the perimeter. Um, that that pretty much ends, you know, my line of questioning. I feel like this is pretty informative. Do you guys have any uh, any Knicks uh, questions or concerns? I feel like if yeah. I was a fan of a college player, I'd be concerned about them coming for the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I think the big question is, I mean, and you touched on the roster and you kind of mentioned it's going to be a competition, but I mean, what do you think the likelihood of Jared Harper landing, you know, a uh, a long-term roster spot on the Knicks is. Because uh, I, I think this Auburn fan base is just is dying for an NBA team to latch on to. You know, they they latched on to the Carolina Panthers when they got Cam. And, you know, they want to latch on to the Magic when they drafted Chuma, but due to his injury, he hadn't really played yet. But I think I, I think they'd much rather pull for Jared Harper than, than Chuma just because of how much this fan base loves Jared Harper. I mean, do you think, do you think there's a chance that he kind of becomes a – a long-term backup uh, for the Knicks. I think I think the fact that the Knicks made an effort to claim him off of waivers during this period where it, this this little free agency period going on right now doesn't really have anything to do with the Knicks or any of the non-bubble teams, you know what I mean? But the, the NBA had to make it inclusive and let all the teams in on it so they can make transactions. And I think the Suns, the Suns had actually waived Harper, I think right before the shutdown or if not it was immediately thereafter um so he's been sitting on waivers you know frozen in time for a few months now and clearly the knicks had thought about this for a while and had their eye on him uh and decided to go ahead and pick him up off of waivers and and i do think that he's as i said i think he's exactly the type of player that scott perry loves who's the knicks uh incumbent gm maybe not permanent gm they sort of just reworked their entire front office structure except for Scott Perry. 
uh, who they kind of, I think, just kept for continuity's sake with everything going on with the world and, you know, the fact that uh, the draft got pushed back and he had all their draft intel for the year, stuff like that. Uh, but this this reeks of a Perry move uh, because Harper's definitely the type of player that he values, the the scoring, you know, create for himself, uh, create for others type of player, and, and particularly at the point guard spot is something that Perry really likes. Now, I did, like, I just tweeted shortly before this, um, you know, just saying, like, I was retweeting some Harper highlights and someone mentioned me like, yeah, you know, it'd be really cool if he or Peters could actually show out and show that they could be a real NBA player. And like, it's the truth. I I really don't think that the Knicks have had a player at the point guard spot that has really, and and I mean, all apologies to Frank Nilekina who's shown that he can be a good NBA player, but there's still some questions as to whether he'll be a point guard for his career. If he'll kind of just be a combo guard that can be like a three and D if he can ever figure out his three point shot. Um, you know, there's all kinds of questions surrounding him. I think if Harper could come out and he shows out in training camp, uh, he could definitely for sure earn that second two-way spot. There's also, I think, a chance that he might, if he impresses enough, they might just sign him to the, the roster outright because I, I imagine that the Knicks are not going to go crazy in free agency this year and might carry some open roster spots into training camp to like see who gets cut and guys they might be able to pick up and take a flyer on and things of that nature. Uh, so, like, to to sum up after that little rant, I, I think there's a really good chance that he could, or I would say it's, like, I, I would say it's probably a 90% certainty that he will find some way to stick with the Knicks uh, going into next year, be it on a two-way deal, or if he really shows out and earns himself a full contract. Um, and then based off how the new president Leon Rose was talking before the shutdown, it sounds like he's going to be very focused on getting a look at all the Knicks young players uh, this year and seeing what they've got and starting to figure out who they want to keep going into what should be a big free agency period next year when they might look to make a splash. So provided he makes the roster, which I think he definitely will, he should at the very least, I think get a chance to prove himself at some point this season, um, be it on a call-up from the G League on a two-way deal or as a full-time player. I'm not sure what your relation to the Knicks organization is, but you might want to give them a heads-up if Jared Harper does make the roster spot that they'll probably need to stock up on his jersey. Uh, (laughs) Well, I'll I'll reach out. I mean, I know some of the PR people, so maybe I'll see if I can uh, send them a message and say, hey, just FYI. Let's get some Harper jerseys. Auburn fans I mean, are I crazy. If he, yeah. if he starts showing out in the G League, I'd be tempted to get a G League jersey too, <laughs> just for fun, because I like obscure jerseys. Yeah, like for that. sure. Auburn yeah. fans are very big on supporting Auburn athletes and everything, and there just aren't a lot of Auburn basketball jerseys that you can wear. I mean, they're we, dying for it. They're dying for an opportunity. Yeah, we, we've literally got Charles Barkley, and that's it. So <laughs> right now, um, uh, yeah, I definitely you you'll start seeing if he makes the team, you'll start seeing those pop up around Auburn and and around the country on Auburn fans pretty quick. Oh, well, that would be awesome. We're definitely uh, we're never never going to turn down more people rooting for the Knicks, considering how crappy they are, and yet we still have this huge <laughs> uh, this huge fan base for whatever reason. Sure, so sure, certainly happy to add more to the party here if well, uh, if Harper brings those along. 
Well, Alex, this has been fun, man. Where can uh for for folks uh, in Auburn that are that are listening to this, where can they find some of your content? Obviously, locked on Knicks, but I think you do some other things as well as far as uh writing. If if a bunch of Auburn fans jump on the Knicks bandwagon, yeah, certainly. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm at the Alex Wolf on Twitter. Um, you could also you know as you guys mentioned, locked on Knicks. Follow us at locked on Knicks. Um, I also write for. Nick Sports Illustrated, uh, which is at NicksSI on Twitter or allnicks.com is like our easy to remember URL. Uh, and then you can check out Posting and Toasting as well, where I write and edit and do social media. So that's at PT blog on Twitter and postingandtoasting.com. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much it. I mean, I'm actually, I have a little piece going up today, sort of more on the Kadeem Allen side of things, but a little bit touching on the Harper move uh, on NicksSI. So keep an eye out for that. What about you guys? Where can uh, where can Knicks fans find you if they're looking for potentially more uh, info on Harper or just future Auburn basketball players? <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. Yeah, and of course we're every day on Locked On Auburn on all social medias at Locked On Auburn. We talk about Jared Harper. He comes up more than you would think. So uh, there's that. And I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby, and I do stuff uh, for College and Magnolia. dot com. Alex, this has been fun, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys too. This is awesome. Thank you so much to Alex. Yeah, it was kind of weird having a an NBA themed show. It's mm-hmm. kind of all you know, not necessarily what we do, but uh, it's definitely what Alex does, and he I think he brought a lot of good insight. Absolutely, and anytime we get to talk about Jared Harper, uh, it, it, it's a great time. And when Jared Harper makes the Knicks, because I'm going to believe it's a when, for sure. You guys don't make me a liar. Go buy some Jared Harper swag. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you, you heard how you can find us. Michael on Twitter at Couch Potato. I'm at Z Black, where the show is on Locked on Auburn. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.